G'day. Welcome to Stat Stuffers. As always, I am your host, Ramiz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Dylan. How are you? I'm good, Ramiz. How are you? I'm going great. We are. We have a lot to talk about uh, this week, because we didn't do a weekly recap last week, so we've got some stuff in, from the last two weeks coming up. Uh, sorry, from the last two weeks to talk about, but a lot of stuff happened this week alone. So let's not let's not dwell on the intro. Let's just jump into it with our news roundup. So um, I guess let's start with some sadder, uh, much more unfortunate news. I guess uh, in that NBA TV was it was he NBA TV? No, Turner Sports TV, Analyst. Yep. Oh, no, NBA TV analyst Sacred Smith unfortunately passed away uh, due to uh, COVID-related issues. I read some of his articles here and there, but, like, I don't think that's really that important. But from every account that I saw on Twitter, other analysts, players, he was a really just great man and a really, really well-respected man in the NBA. And I think that's very, very sad. Yeah, very unfortunate news. Um yeah, I've, for as long as I've followed the NBA, I think I've heard about Siku Smith, and his it just seems to be around everywhere. And you're right, everything I've heard has been just about how how much of a lovely man he was, and all glowing, you know, reports on him. So it's very unfortunate news. Only 49, too, very, very young. Very young, very young, very unfortunate there. Um, and it also happened to fall the same day that Kobe passed away last year. So it's the one year anniversary of Kobe's passing. Uh, has already passed. Um, his family did ask, I believe did ask teams not to, you know, do any kind of tributes. I feel like everything that there is to be said about Kobe has been said. I don't think, again, I don't think this is something that we really need to comment on. Just very, very unfortunate. Um, you know, obviously love to the family and everyone in the NBA. Um, obviously, he was such an important figure, really advancing the game, especially the women's game. Um, just really sad to see again. And that was a, I know I had a pretty, like, weird day when I heard that he passed last year. Like, it felt like the world stopped just for me, and I didn't even know the guy. Yeah, no, I was in exactly the same situation. Um, yeah, it's, you know, a year since Kobe passed, and the other people in that helicopter is just, yeah, thought to go out to the families. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that felt immortal passed away, uh, which was very, mm. very, very sad. Um, I guess in happier... Uh, or more interesting, no, not more interesting, definitely just happier news. Uh, we might potentially be seeing an All-Star game for this season. So obviously the NBA ruled out the idea of doing an All-Star game. What do you think about the potential of them actually doing an All-Star game? Because they said, we're not going to do it because of coronavirus, obviously, but now they're reconsidering. What do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm assuming there'll be some sort of quarantine before any all-star game happens, couple-day quarantine, you know, you'll have to pass a bunch of negative tests. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. You know, I think, I don't know if players were looking forward to playing in an all-star game or if they were looking forward to a break or what's where this interest in an all-star game has come from. Maybe the league, um, I'd say so. But, um, you know, obviously I'd be here to see uh, an all-star game, especially after how how good the last one was. Um yeah, with the, all the changes they made. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely be interested in seeing it. I hope something happens. It sounds like it'll be very... It'll just be the All-Star game. It won't be the rest of the All-Star weekend stuff, um, which I think is a good idea. Um, but uh, it'll be interesting seeing an All-Star game with no fans. I think that'll be strange. Yeah. I mean, this will be a weird 
I think it's a bad look from a PR perspective, really. If they do do an All-Star game, it feels like it's just a bad move because, like you said, they're going to have to get a bunch of tests and people will be like, oh, look at them. They're hogging the tests so they can have an All-Star game, a game that, in the grand scheme of the NBA, is literally meaningless. Like, I know some guys will get a bit of money out of, you know, being All-Stars, but All-Star teams are still being selected, even without a game. I mean, I love the All-Star game. I love watching the All-Star game. And last year's All-Star game was fantastic because of, um, you know, their updated format. But, geez, this does not seem like a good idea to me. It does seem unnecessary, you know. Like, you've already, we've already seen such complications so far with teams missing, you know, huge numbers of games so far uh, with COVID going rampant in their teams. Uh, it seems silly to bring guys from a whole bunch of different teams together and then send it back out. And apparently Atlanta is one of the proposed sites at the moment uh, if this were to go ahead and from what i know georgia and atlanta um aren't having a great time with covid at the moment and it's hard no. to tell all these you know very rich nba players to just sit at home when they're not playing the game the all-star game in atlanta i think the hawks also allow crowds into their arena i don't know if that's a thing that will affect um will affect you know the selection of the city um, mm. But yeah, no, that feels weird as well. But, you know, what you said about, like, uh, not doing the other stuff, I get not doing the other stuff in person, but you can definitely do a dunk contest, a three-point contest virtually. Like, you don't need... That's that's a one-person event, at, at one-person-at-a-time event. Obviously, you're not doing the celebrity game. You can't do the Rising Stars game. You know, you obviously... I mean, I guess you could technically do the skills challenge, but I'm not sure how that would work. But, like, a dunk contest, three-point contest, you could do. Yeah, I mean, it'd be the better version of the um, virtual horse that we horse, saw yeah. during the I sort of that. hiatus. Like, that's so pointless. <laughs> it was pretty bad. But, um, <laughs> I mean, an all-star on a three-point would be much better to watch. Um, obviously, access to gyms is the interesting part. I mean, with horse alone, we saw all the different setups that people had. You know, people were yeah. playing with pop-up hoops and all sorts of stuff. Um, not everyone has a court at their house. But guys still so, have access to their home arenas still. I guess that's true. Uh, I guess that's... Yeah, okay, fair enough. So there's there's something there. You know, they can have their teammates cheering them on or something like that. Yeah. Um, that could be interesting virtually. Uh, so, I don't know. Maybe we see something like that. Yeah. Potentially. And one other thing, I think if they actually do do an All-Star game here, that might actually change the voting a little bit in terms of the guys that are selected. I don't know. I had it in my head that, like, since there is no actual All-Star game, we might see more guys who are, like, fringe All-Stars make it in. So it's just like, you know, well, they're not going to be playing. We might as well let them just, you know, have a spot sort of thing. You know, I, I some of these guys who have been kind of on the borderline for a few years, maybe like a Mike Conley sort of thing, I felt like, oh, maybe he'll get in this year just because they're going to take it a little bit less seriously if it's not happening. Yeah, uh, I, I, I could see that happening. I don't know. It's always tough to see. Yeah, first year guys break in, but I think this year, yeah, you're right. Might have lent itself to a few first timers getting in. We saw we had a bunch of first timers last year too, but um, I'm not sure if the game changes at a whole lot. I think you know deserving players get in most of the time. Yeah, I mean, just off the top of my head, I don't think we'll be seeing too many first timers this year, unlike last year. Um, but as as we've said, and as lots of people have said, the best way to be an all star is to have already been an all star. That's why I. Uh, Joe Johnson has uh, made seven-time seven all-star. Yeah. 
he was, he's also being announced as a potential candidate for Team USA. I think I saw that the other day, which is pretty cool. I oh, for the, um, for the America Cup? Oh, something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Thomas has also committed to the yeah. um, Team USA America Cup, so that'll be fun to see. Isaiah Thomas, um, I get. Joe Johnson is 39. <laughs> he will be 40. <laughs> hey, he's still a bucket. Joe Johnson's still a bucket. Uh, yeah, he had the rumors at the start years. of the wow, season. I thought he was in the league last year. Well, the year before. He has uh, not been in the league for a while. There were rumors of him making a comeback this season. Just, just huh. you know. Don't, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm here for Joe Johnson. I like Joe Johnson. I do like uh, Joe Johnson. <laughs> Best, one of the best nicknames too, Armadillo Cowboy. Great nickname. That is a great nickname. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> All-Star game. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think, I think I'd probably be down on it just for the sake of, uh, I don't know. If they can get, if they can get players to quarantine for, you know, a, a decent amount before a game, I guess I'm okay with it. I don't know. I mean, it's like players already find the All-Star game pointless. Quarantining for the All-Star game, I'm sure a lot of guys won't love the idea of that. That is fair. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, it really is up to the players, I think. I yeah. don't think the league can make them play an All-Star game if they don't feel comfortable doing that or if they want the time off uh, between the second half of the season. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I think I'd still like to see it. You know, obviously, the All-Star game is always a bit of fun. Yeah. So, in the same uh, vein there, also, voting opened the other day here. Uh, now, do you want to do our picks now? Because we have our all-star starter picks. Yeah, let's go through the picks now. All right. For the most part, we, we agree on eight of our ten starters here. So, we both have Curry Irving. We both have Kevin Durant. We both have Yana Sanchez-Cooper. And we both have Joel Embiid. But we differ on our second East guard spot. So, do you want to tell me who yours is? Uh, I've got Jalen Brown. Um you know, right now the Celtics are the what are they, the fifth seed. Um, still one of the better teams in the East. And Jalen Brown's been going off. Like, he's been there for most of the games they've played, unlike Tatum, who's missed a bit of time. And right now he's averaging 27 a game, which is seven points more than last season right now. Um, shooting 44% from three. Uh, he's really he's he's just having a career season. He's kid did as well. That, yeah, for real. Um, and he's, he's only 24. Like, I I feel like he was in contention last year um, to a lot of people's shock, I think, if they hear that, over over um, Jason Tatum. You know, right up until the All-Star break, it was sort of, which Celtic to your pick? And then Tatum took off after the after the All-Star game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I think Jalen Brown's very deserving. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Brown was my next pick after the guy that I picked here, which is Bradley Beal. So... Bradley Beal, I think it's averaging, I think, 35 a game. Like, it's the quietest 35 a game I've ever seen. Um, That's Is that real? That's unbelievable. 34.7 <laughs> points a game, 5.1 rebounds, 4.8 assists, 1.4 steals. Like, you you Boy. wouldn't realize it because the, you know, Wizards are so bad. All I've seen about Bradley Beal is just he looks sad. And you know what? An all-star starting spot might cheer him up a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Beal was definitely... It was between Brown and Beal for me. Um, ultimately, the Celtics being a better team got the nod for me, but Beal is absolutely deserving. Um, he's doing everything he can to try and give this Wizards team a win, and he's failing, unfortunately. Um, I think NBA record 10 consecutive losses when he scores 40 points, yep. which is oh. V-depressing. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I... I, I wrote next to your selection of Beal, this makes me happy. Because, you know, I want to see Beal 
succeed. I want to see him thrive. And, uh, you know, maybe you do throw him the all-star just to, you know, make him feel better. Yeah. I mean, I'd be happy with either Beal or Brown, but, you know, I think Beal would be happy with Beal. So <laughs> that's, yeah. that's why he's my pick. Um, and out west, actually, do you want to talk about any of our other east picks? I feel like they're pretty straightforward. Kyrie, KD, Giannis, and Bede. I, yeah, you know. uh, I guess, I guess Harden. Where yeah. does Harden come in? It's fitting like, here? He, I don't know. If you're picking an Eastern Conference All Star, you know he's only played four games in the East, sort of thing. Mm. <laughs> um. Also, what are some bonuses stats right now? Is he still really good? I mean, he's mm. he's not going to start over any of those three guys that we had at the forward positions, but um, he's still really good. Yeah, he's I mean, somebody is very great, so but fun. like I'd say, you know, Embiid oh, okay. and KD. Okay, yeah. I mean, Embiid and KD are in pretty much everyone's top four MVP candidates. I would say in some order. Mm. Um, yeah, and then Giannis, you know, two-time MVP. You don't move him to the bench. Yeah, Trey Young also. The Hawks are actually decent, and he's averaging twenty-seven a game right now. With yeah, but he did have that rough stretch, which I think will hurt him. Like since this season True. is so short. You have to have been good the whole way to actually like get any kind of recognition. And like the East, weirdly the East seems more competitive for All Stars this year than normal. Especially the front court um, seems a bit more competitive than normal. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looking at Trey's stats, he's getting he could be close to Kyrie for me. I guess um, he's played more games too than Kyrie. Uh, yeah. He's played about five, he's played five more games so far. So uh, there's definitely some contention up the top of the East. I think the guards are very competitive for the East, actually, right now. Okay. Between yeah, Kyrie, yeah. Beal, Brown, Harden, Young, Zach Levine is putting up 27 a game. Um, there's a few guys up there, for sure. I mean, I yeah, I don't see Harden getting a starting spot. I definitely don't see Trey Young getting a starting spot. And Zach Levine, unfortunately, I don't even see him getting an all-star spot, as Ooh. bad as it sounds. I think he gets um, an all-star this year. Maybe. I don't know. It'll be tight. I have to go through it because we haven't gone through our reserves. Yet. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could do that maybe next week or the week after or something like that. Um, yep. But yeah. Uh, out West, we once again agree on four of our four, five picks. We both have Steph Curry, both have Luka Doncic, both have LeBron James, and both have Nikola Jokic. You have Kawhi Leonard as your other front court spot. I have his teammate, Paul George. Yeah, um, I have... No real reason to pick Kawhi over Paul George, except that, you know, Kawhi's just Kawhi. I just feel like Kawhi's a better player. Yeah. Um, they're st- you know, they're putting up very similar stats. Kawhi's, um, uh, Kawhi's not hitting as many threes as Paul is. Um, or but, shooting you know, as I, well. Or shooting as well, but, you know, he's putting up more points at the moment. I think he's got a few more assists, does he? Oh, no, Paul George might have him there. But, um... I don't know. For me right now, I just feel like Kawhi is the actual best player on that team, so I might as well give it to him. You yeah. could convince me of you could convince me of Paul George though. Yeah, I mean I just went stats, like completely based mm. on stats. Uh Kawhi is averaging more assists as well. Five point six for Kawhi to five point four for Paul George. So very slim margin oh, there. Slim, yeah. Um actually Kawhi is now shooting slightly better from the field. Uh Paul George fifty point six, Kawhi Leonard fifty point seven as well. Um right. And Paul George's uh, three-point percentage was 51 last week. It's gone down to 47, which is still great. And he's still shooting 90% from the free-throw line. For me, I just think Paul George's stats are slightly better. Um, again, it's kind of like a, I just want this guy to maybe have a win. Um, 
but yeah, I do agree. Yeah. I think Kawhi Leonard is the better player. He's probably going to get the spot. I have no issue with that. Yeah, it's really take your pick with these two. The like uh, the Clippers, excuse me, are still very very good. So it's really either one of these two at the moment. Are there any other kind of picks? I mean, Anthony Davis is, you know, obviously a snub um, in in our list. Yeah. We- if he's if he's going to be over anyone, it's probably Jokic, just because I don't know if Jokic has the popularity um, to actually get the fan votes. But Fair, he but will definitely of, get the he will definitely get the player and media votes. I'm pretty sure. In terms of actual deserving it, I don't think AD's over those three guys. He's been slow to start the season. No, and I'm not not anything against him that he just made a finals run, put up very impressive finals numbers. Um, I, I think he's just sort of. Taking it slow to start off the season. He's picked it up a fair bit recently, but um, still, I don't have him at any, over any of the other guys. For me, it's I was torn between Dame and Luca. Yeah. Um, and possibly even CJ and Luca if CJ hadn't got injured. But Dame's picked it up in CJ's stead. But I don't know, Dame at Luca, you know, he's nearly putting up a triple double. I'm still really hesitant in putting him as my starter. Yeah, for me, I think I would rather have Dave, but, like, I just think the popularity is what will get Luca over, um, mm. like, the international popularity is what will get Luca. So, like, that pick for me was kind of a combination of both what I want to see and what I actually think will happen. So that was a prediction plus okay. a pick in there, whereas if I was just picking without, you know, considering any kind of prediction, I would I would go Dame. I, I think Dame's a better player. I think, I don't know if we've ever seen a Steph Dame starting West backcourt, if I'm not mistaken. I don't Maybe think so, but because it usually I don't think would be so. harder. It'd be harder than Steph for many years there, yeah. uh, with Russ being close. Um, yeah, I don't. I I went purely who I think is deserving. Um, I just edged out Luca because of the completeness of his stats, you know. But Dave is averaging thirty right now, um, yeah. and his team's slightly better. Um, well, I guess not slightly better. They're pretty. They're, they're better. I mean, not really Lucas' fault, but yeah, no, I see, I see what you're saying. Donovan um, Mitchell also. Yeah. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell also I thought about just because the Jazz are the, the number one seed right now. He's he's just sort of putting up Donovan Mitchell stats. It's nothing that jumps off the page um, compared to what he's done before. So, yeah, those were sort of the other guys in, in contention for me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Donovan Mitchell there. I didn't really consider D-Book, um, which is a bit weird, but no. yeah. I mean, he was only an injury replacement last year. Let's let, let's let let him be like an actual pick this year, and then next year he can be a starter. Um, yeah, for up. sure. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no one else really pushing it in there for me either. Um, now, is that all you want to say on All-Star, anything else? No, I think that's it, yeah. Actually, wait, wait, wait uh, team captains. Is it Yardis LeBron? Uh, might be KD LeBron. Mm, I can right. see that. I don't know what sort of, because KD didn't play last year. The year before that, Steph was captain. So I, I think it's feasible. We could see, we could see KD LeBron. I think we that'd could. probably be my pick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Giannis has been captain. I think the last two years. I think it was both Giannis and LeBron the last two years. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, let's move on here to some other news. Uh, again, some more uplifting news here. Um, Karis LeVert is expected to make a full recovery after a surgery for renal cell carcinoma. Uh, yes, that's how you say it. Um, so yeah, obviously, uh, when he was traded to the Pacers, uh, they discovered a lump on his, was it his liver? 
Or kidney? Kidney, kidney I think. Kidney. kidney. That's right. Uh, we spoke about this a couple weeks ago. They discovered a lump on his kidney. Everyone was hoping it was benign. It turned out to be slightly cancerous. Um, they have removed it. They managed to catch it very, very early, I believe, in, the fir- in either stage one or stage two, meaning he has, a, I believe, a 94% five-year survival rate, which is up from 80% had they not caught it. Um, so very, very fortunate there. You know, thank God. Thank the Pacers staff especially because that's not something the Rockets did in their physical. They didn't uh, discover it in their physical. So being traded to the Pacers might have actually saved his life. Yeah, I mean, that's obviously great news that they caught it. Uh, I'm not familiar with what it actually is, but um, yeah, obviously, so yeah. It's a, I'm glad they caught it. It's a kid. I, I think I looked into this a little bit. So it's a cancerous lump in like the tubes around the around the kidney. Um, it's right. much more common in older and overweight individuals than it is in very young, very, very healthy individuals. So this is definitely a big shock. Um, you know, one thing... I've said before is we've tried not to be no dogs here, but uh, stealing a line from Jay Skeets from no dogs, fuck cancer. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, very very fortunate for Karis Levert there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah. You're right. Fuck cancer, but um, I'm just, I'm glad they caught it. I'm glad he's gonna be okay. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. All right. Now we've got some other news in terms of. Uh, record. So Steph obviously moved into number two all time on three pointers made, overtaking uh, Reggie Miller on a night. I believe he needed four to tie Reggie Miller and five to overtake him. He hit five uh, on that night, and he is now second all time and closing it on first all time very, very quickly. He will definitely, he's going to be overtaking Real in next season uh, for first all time, assuming he doesn't get injured, fingers crossed. But yeah, I mean, this is cool to see, but. It's pretty. It's pretty expected. This is Steph's record, anyway. It, it's already Steph's record. I was gonna say it's. He's already the greatest shooter of all time. It's his to lose. Um, he's got. Yeah, he's gonna set the bar oh so very high. And I think Dame's also you know, shuffling up behind him fairly quickly. I think he's ninth so at is the James moment. So James Harden as well. I think James Harden. Yeah. Is so. Sixth. Oh, is he really? I think so. Uh, I'll check. So, yeah, but um. Yeah, by by the time it's all said and done, this era of NBA is going to set some three point records. Um, I think that's pretty safe to say. And Steph's obviously the pioneer of all this, so it's fitting that he's going to be the first to do it. James Harden is actually fifth, and oh, he's wow. close. Like he's going. I'm going to see where he's going to finish. Roughly, if he hits the same number of threes uh, this season that he did uh, last season, so he's probably got another. Uh, Almost like another 250 in him, maybe this year. Probably 200, let's say. He could actually beat Reggie this year, actually. Wow, really? Yeah, he's less than... Oh my he's goodness. 77 behind Carl Corver, so he's obviously going to beat him. Yeah, and he's less than 200 behind Reggie Miller, so if he hits 203 for the rest of the season, which is unlikely but possible, he could finish the season in third. Oh my god! Steph in second, so maybe it isn't just Steph's. It is Steph's to lose, but he might actually just lose it. Who's older? I did not realize. Uh, Harden, I think. Yeah. I did not realize it was that close. Neither did um, I. <laughs> I didn't realize it was fifth already. That's crazy. Um. Well, that, yeah. No, I, Steph's I mean, older. Yeah. Steph's Steph's a year and a half older than Harden as well. This could actually be Harden's feel, record. <laughs> I feel like Steph could play longer than Harden though. Probably. 
Oh, Dane yeah. Taylor's sixteenth. My mistake. I thought he was. I thought he moved up to ninth. You might have been thinking of Harden, like subconsciously there. Mm. Yeah. Even LeBron's gonna push his way forward. A lot of yeah, a lot of guys. Um, obviously, Clay'd be up there too if he hadn't got it injured the last two years. Um, basically, Matthews twenty fifth. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Well, yeah, that makes it interesting. I did not realize Harden was that hot on his tails there. I don't think yeah. of Harden as a big three-point, like, volume maker. I yeah. Don't, how many is he averaging for his career per game? Three-pointers made uh, 2.8, but in the last few years, um, in eighteen nineteen it was 4.8. In nineteen twenty it was 4.4. This season, it's only 3.1. So he's probably not going to hit another 200 threes this season. Um, but yeah, at the end of next season... He's gonna be solidly in third and put knocking on the door of second, whereas Steph will be first. So Yeah. yeah. In That's three impressive. years in two and a half, three years time, Steph Harder will be one two with maybe LeBron knocking on the door there. Oh maybe not. Mm. But yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, oh, well, that's a that's a big time shock to me. I did not realise it was that <laughs> close already. I think Dame's gonna rock it up these last couple of years too. Um with the <clears throat> three-point shooting he's displaying at the moment. Right now he's making four a game, so if he keeps that up for the season, I don't know where that puts him, but um, yeah, that's, Another, that's crazy. 50 games or so. Um, let's yeah. say he spends a few injured, that's 200 more for the season. That would put him at 10th. 10th, yeah. yeah. Yeah, very soon I feel like that top 10 is going to be not a lot of old heads in the top yeah, 10. just current guys. Like, JJ Reddick's also there. He could finish pretty high yeah. up. I mean, He's not hitting as many now anymore, but yeah. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. I didn't realize it was actually that close. I knew, like, James Harden was close, but not that close. Not, like, one season away close. I didn't even realize he was, like, in the top 10. I, like, that makes sense, but, like, I did, it's not something I thought about as him as, like, a top 10 three-point shooter of all time. I thought he was, like, sixth, like, last week, <laughs> and he's, like, eight in front of his <laughs> Anyway, enough just staring at our computer screens and looking at stats. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, so obviously Steph, a lot of props to him. Je- Reggie Miller. See, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of NBA analysts, and as we'll talk about a little bit later on, a lot of old head NBA analysts don't seem to enjoy the game that much. Reggie Miller loves basketball. Reggie Miller's such a nerd, and he just loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he just loves, like, talking about all these stats, and, like, I don't know, he just... I don't know, he just loves talking about Steph and, like, praising Steph for overtaking him. He was, like, excited for Steph to overtake him. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, they have a... I mean, they... You know, Steph looks up to Reggie a fair bit. Um, so it's good to see them, you know, celebrate each other's success uh, as Steph overtook him, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, And not so much a record here, but just a cool moment. So just a couple hours ago, actually... Uh, Dame had a very, very good Dame time buzzer beater. So, uh, Dylan, do you want to tell us what happened in this one? So, there's a jump ball at the Blazers basket. No, at the Bulls basket uh, at the free throw line. And um, after the tip, Robert Covington and I think it's Markinen or someone, Mary Garrett Temple, were scrambling uh, to gain possession of the Bulls, bouncing around everywhere. Uh, it gets tipped to Dame, and Dame... I think he's this five or four seconds left. Dame drives, drives right, step back, hits the three right out of right over Markinen as the buzzer expires. Just cold blooded Dame time shit, you know. Winning the this game. This is what he does. One twenty three, one twenty two uh, off that yeah. shot. 
crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, it was his first one of the season. You and I <laughs> predicted that Dame would have a lot of those just, like, FU moments um, mm. this season. Unfortunately, he hasn't had many, but look, w- one is still more than a lot of players get, and this is one hell of a moment. That is one hell of a one hell of a winner, yeah. Um, yeah. Obviously, you know, and when you think about where that ranks for him in his, you know, top 10 list when his career's all said and done, it probably won't even crack the top five, which is no. crazy to say. <laughs> No, I don't think it will. Uh, but yeah, no, still a very cool moment, a good Dame Time moment there. Um, now, next thing here is Tristan Thompson. What's his number retired by the Cavs? I wasn't I, aware of this, so I'll let you take this away. <laughs> <laughs> he just said he wants his number retired. There's no other news to this. He just wants his number retired by the Cavs. And I'm like, all right, fair enough. Go for it, Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I mean, sure. Is he the longest... Has he played the most game for the Cavs? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to check, but yeah. Because he, had, um, I'm pretty sure he had an Iron Man record for ages, and he's been there for a long time. Um, let's see. Cleveland Cavaliers career leaders. Um, LeBron has the most games. Tristan Thompson is seventh in games played for them. Seventh, okay. Still good though. I mean, um, yeah, for sure. I mean, he played 82 in- games for. Four years in a row, played seventy-eight the year after that. But um, third all-time yeah. in rebounds for them. Um, yeah, I mean he's up there. He's up there as like a Cavs legend, which is cool. I don't know. I have no problem with it. You know, he's he's kind of third, fourth behind, mostly LeBron. Like he's behind LeBron in pretty much every category. But it's LeBron. Like, what do you expect? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I I have no problem with it. He's like a kind of guy where it's just like, come on, Cavs, just give you know just. He was there when you got your title. He was a very big part of your team. Just give him. Just give him a retirement. Yeah, I don't, I, like, is he actually a Cavs legend? Like, do the Cavs fans love him? Or is he just, like, a guy that was there for ages? I feel like, like I don't, I don't at know. that point, you have to love him. Like, he was there for, what, uh, nine years or something like that? Uh, yeah, nine years. Yeah, yeah. And part of the title run. How do you not love him? Like, that's like asking if... Um, Oh, I can't think of a good example. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, when I think of, like, random guys that get, like, their jersey retired, I think of Bruce Bowen for the Spurs. But, like, I don't know. We weren't around for him. Uh, but, like, he just seemed like even... Like, he seemed like a Caruso type of guy where, like, he just gets, like, weird fan love. But Tristan Thompson, yeah. like, seems better than, like, Caruso was or is uh, for the Cavs. Uh, but, like, also doesn't have any real moments <laughs> for them um, that I can think of anyway. I don't I know. Mean, it's just sort of, it's weird. I guess, I don't know. To me, it's like, I know he obviously hasn't been there as long as this guy has, but like, it feels like a Udonis Haslam kind of thing to me. It's like, I don't know. It, you know, obviously it Udonis uh, Really? To me, it does. It feels like, I know, I know Udonis Haslam has been there, what, like 18 years or something, whereas Tristan Thompson yeah. was there for half of that. But I don't know. It feels like you know, this guy was just solid. He was always there for us. He was never our star, but he was there for us at our highs and our lows. And it feels like Tristan Thompson has been that guy as well. I don't know. I, uh, I guess so. But it just doesn't feel like he loved the, the Cavs. Like, he almost left one year when LeBron was there. He almost went to the Raptors. He didn't play a couple games because uh, pretty much his contract was, like, stalled. They couldn't come to a contract agreement. I mean, it was just sort of like... 
I never felt like he loved being in Cleveland. I just sort of felt like he was there. Um, but I don't know. If he wants his jersey retired, you give yeah, may as well. Who else, who else are you throwing up the cabs? So, yeah. Just give it to <laughs> um, All right. Uh, and our last piece of news here to get to is Shaq's just been an arsehole recently. Just, oh, man. <laughs> I don't even know what to say at this point. It's like, you know, I said earlier, Reggie Miller's like a nerd who loves basketball. Shaq is, you know, I don't know. I don't know what he is, but I don't think he loves basketball, which is really weird because he's on TV to talk about basketball. Yeah, I mean, I think he loves basketball, but like, I I don't know. Where did this start? It started before Donovan Mitchell, didn't it? I, I seem to remember him egging on someone else. Really but I think this blew up with... Yeah, true. But this like this blew up with uh, Donovan Mitchell telling him to his face that he doesn't have what it takes to go to the next level or something like that. I, I don't know yeah. if Shaq actually believes that or if he's just trying to like get the best out of Mitchell. But um, I don't know. This is this is a weird <laughs> subplot for the season that's sort of taken on more life than I thought. Yeah, it players ever versus would. Shaq. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like because he he regularly kind of disrespects plays. Obviously, Rudy Gobert is the main kind of, you know, has gotten the brunt of this. But, like, even looking back a few years, look at what happened with JaVale McGee. Like, the guy was just straight bullying JaVale McGee. Like, that did Shaq's true. mom have to get involved and tell him to, like, pull your head in? Did that happen? <laughs> I think so. You're, like, a 50-year-old man, and your mom is telling you to stop bullying a dude. Come on, uh, man. Uh, man. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't know that happened. That's, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's just part of the TV sort of thing that we see. I mean, yeah, Chuck says some pretty outrageous stuff too. So, I mean, obviously I Shaq's like, not afraid yeah. to tell it how it is, but yeah, I like, think he's I playing think it he, up a bit. I don't think he's a bad person. I think it's the persona. No. It is that TV persona mm. that, you know, he likes to play it up and he likes to, you know, pick on players and he likes to say, I'm still the best. I'm still better than you are and you are better and better than you will ever be. And it's like, come on, man. You can't even pronounce most players' names correctly. Just, yeah, I mean... It's, he like, if he uh, was a basketball yeah. super fan or if, like, he actually cared enough to do his job and, like, you know, watch the games and actually be able to pronounce players' names and ask meaningful and pertinent questions, I would be okay with him kind of you know, picky on the guys a little bit more. But, like, when you're in that kind of role and you're just picky on these players for seemingly no reason, it, I, don't, I just don't get it. Yeah, it is very strange. Him and, yeah, I think Chuck's worse for it. But obviously Chuck isn't playing the asshole right now. Um, yeah, I, I don't, it's just such a weird sort of thing that's cropped up where he's just started abusing players. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what to make of it. You're right. I don't think Shaq's a bad person. Um, I think it's just sort of his turn to be the controversial media figure, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, sports brings out the worst in a lot of people, and it seems to be, you know, turning Shaq into, I don't know, a competitive kind of guy. I mean, he is obviously a very competitive guy, but I don't know. Be, he's being competitive with guys who are playing in a completely different era to him. And mm. you know, just constantly bringing things up that just don't need to be brought up. Like it, it feel what he's done. I don't really care that much about the Donovan Mitchell stuff, but what he's done with Rudy Gobert feels incessant. Like regularly, just saying Rudy Gobert is not talented. He doesn't deserve the money. I don't think Rudy Gobert deserves his contract. But I'm not going to be say you know be like this. I'm not going to go and say 
that anyone who is as tall as Rudy Gobert could just earn that money. That Rudy Gobert is an example that anyone untalented could earn that money. Rudy Gobert is still a very talented basketball game, a basketball player. Is he two hundred five million dollar talented? Maybe not. But like, you know, it, it feels yeah. unnecessary to regularly point that out. That's what's happened. That's the contract he got. That's what has worked out for him. There's no need to peek on him for it. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I feel like, yeah, Shaq's being very relentless with the the Go Bears slander. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we'll see this brushed over pretty quickly if it hasn't already. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. I mean, I've seen a lot of comments on, you know, various social medias calling Shaq Petty and um, the inside the NBA yeah. crew calls him Petty White or something like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, enough. Yeah, Shaq. Come on, man. I, like, I get it's the character. I, it's not Shaquille O'Neal. It is Shaq, the character. But yep. yeah, it's it's not a fun character. It's like I'm starting to develop the same feelings towards him that I have towards Skip Bayless, which is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a that's a good point. Yeah, for real. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's it on news. Unless anything else has come to your head. Uh, no, no, talking. I think that's it. All right. Let's get to one big question. So this is the segment where we just ask one big question about a few different teams in the league. So let's start with a team that we were just kind of talking about a little bit there in the Utah Jazz. So the Jazz are 15 and 4. Has that been updated recently? Is, are they better than that now? Uh, I think they're still 15 and 4. They didn't play today. so Okay, yep. They're 15 and 4. Uh, they have an 11 game win streak. They're first in the West. Dylan, what's your big question here? My big question is... Is this somehow any different to the years we've seen beforehand? Because it doesn't feel much like obviously they're on the big winning streak, but if you look at their stats and you look at their roster, they're just kind of exactly the same team as they have been the last couple of years. And those teams have flamed out pretty quickly in the playoffs. Yeah. So I don't know. Until I see something in the playoffs, which, you know, we saw Mitchell go to a historic level last year, um, and they were one. Mike Conley shot away from going to the second round. Um, I don't know. It just sort of, it doesn't feel like, I, I don't believe them as contenders just yet. Yeah, no, I mean, neither do I. Like, to, my big question here is, like, well, the regular season doesn't matter anymore. And, you know, you're not getting home court. So my question's kind of the same as yours. Like, you know, can you do it in the playoffs? They look great in the regular season, but that's what we expect. I mean, actually, that's not true. I expected them to be worse. They have definitely shut me up about how well they are playing this regular season. Yeah. But does it translate to the playoffs? Will they be able to do it in the playoffs? They haven't won. They've only won one playoff series in the past few years. They got, um, and each time they made it to the second round in the last five years, um, they lost in five one time, and they they got swept uh, the second time. Having home court advantage doesn't mean as much this year um, as it normally does. I think. Like, they need to win a first-round series handily, and they need to give at least a very competitive second-round series to either the Lakers or the Clippers, or if they meet the Nuggets in the second round, they have to win any other situation, and it is a disappointing season. Uh, Yeah, pretty much, unless some other team out West sort of stands up to be really competitive and they take them down. Um yeah, I don't know. You're, you're right. Like, 
last year they lost the Nuggets in the first round on the on the Unreal series that they were up three one in. Uh, you know, you sort of you'd think that they close that out. Uh, the year before that, they lose to the Rockets four uh, one. The year before that, they beat the Thunder, who were that, that was that Westbrook Paul George incarnation that were terrible in the playoffs year after year, and then they lose to the Rockets again four one. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just I'll believe it when I see it with the Jazz. I'm not getting too high with them. You know, they definitely you're right. They're definitely better than I thought they'd be. Um, it does it doesn't surprise me, but it also kind of does that they're off to a hot start because usually the Jazz are a team that gets it going halfway through the season and they go on a big run like this later in the year. But um, I don't know. This is a team with a lot of consistency. As I said, they're pretty much the same team from the last four years. Yeah. Um, That's why it doesn't surprise me that they've caught a, on a um, hot start just because a lot of other teams yeah. had, a lot of other playoff teams had a decent amount of turnover or the teams that made it past the first round obviously are a little bit more hungover from the bubble uh, than the Jazz, who obviously lost in the first round then. So, like, they got... I think the Jazz kind of had, like, the perfect length offseason, and they didn't have any team turnover, so they were ready to go in in the season, whereas I feel like almost every other team wasn't. Yeah, and they haven't had much COVID sort of in the way for them either. Um, yeah, so they've had a pretty... Not easy slate, uh, like... But they've been they've put it been put in a good position to get on this hot start. But um, yeah, obviously, I'm not you know buying jazz stocks. Um, uh, so far, it's yeah until later in the season if they if they keep this up. Yeah, keep buying game stock. Uh, game stop stocks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. <laughs> save your jazz stock for later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've I've looked at the. Offensive rating and defensive rating for the last couple of years is pretty much the same. Their offense has gotten better year after year, but you know, it's right now it's fifth in the league. Their defense has sort of fluctuated uh, the last couple of years, but it's still top three consistently. You know, nothing's different with this team really. Um, and it, you know, they're on this big winning streak, but they, I can't really point to a player that's been a superstar. You know, Mitchell's been fine. He's putting up 23 a game. He did that last year. Conley's been much better than he was last year, but he's still, you know, he's not all NBA or anything. Um, Gobert's had big games, but again, nothing out of the ordinary. It's just sort of the jazz of the jazz, and they're just keeping on, keeping on. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even have a stat for this. Uh, I usually like to bring a stat for this segment. Could not find a good one for the jazz, just because nothing is different. I Like, my best stat I could give you is... Everything is pretty much the same. I think that's actually what my prediction was going into the season. They wouldn't have any major statistical differences in any way, shape, or form. And that's kind of what's happened. And, yeah, I I, I don't know what else to say. It doesn't feel any different than years past. I mean, hopefully it is. I mean, coming from an NBA fan, hopefully it is. Coming from a Nuggets fan, hopefully it isn't. But, um, (laughs) 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 But, yeah, I, I think... Wait for the playoffs. We'll we'll believe it when we see it. Like I mean, I think that's one of the reasons why we haven't talked about the Jazz that much. They're one of the teams where it's like their regular season does not matter. There's only a handful of teams like that, like the Jazz, the Clippers, uh, the Lakers. Their their regular seasons don't matter. Do it in the playoffs. Oh, the Lakers don't need to do it in the playoffs because they've done it in the playoffs. But you get what I mean. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, they're on an 11 game win streak and it's taken us this long to get to them. So, but um, yeah, no, it, it really is. That's the main reason why we haven't talked about them is just because they're the same team as they have been the last couple of years, and um, yeah, it's 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 time to put the their money where their where their mouth is and um, get some playoff Ws. Yeah, 
Alright, let's move on to our next team in the heat. And by let's move on, I mean Dylan, go for it. <laughs> uh, just do, just wake up. <laughs> just do something. <laughs> I mean, right now they're, they're tied for 12th in the East. Uh, they're seven and twelve. They only they snapped a five game losing streak today with a one point win over the Kings. Like you're in the finals last year, just wake up a bit. I mean, it really is. It it like everything. All their stats point to them just being l- lazy, essentially. <laughs> I mean, obviously they went to the finals last year. They didn't get nearly as much break as some of these other teams, especially at East, who only had one team go to the bubble. Uh, well, one extra team go to the bubble. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's it really is just like I think they're not mentally ready for the season yet. Obviously, I mean, and they've had a that. bunch. Yeah, they've had a bunch of players missing. Uh, yeah. Jimmy's only Jimmy only came back today against the Kings. Uh, I think he missed five or six games or something like that. Um, maybe even more uh, with COVID protocol. Iggy's been out. Um, <clears throat> Heroes missed some games. Bam, I think missed one or two. It's it's really just been all over the place. But even with the guys that they're playing out there, they're not very good. Um, in fact, they're quite bad. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, in fairness, they uh, have had one of the toughest schedules in the league. I think it was third toughest in the league so far. Oh, well, I mean, I guess that gives me some hope. But still, the turnoff, the turnovers are atrocious, um, and the three point shooting isn't great. So. I think it right now it really is just they're fatigued. They're not ready to get you know, give it the rule this season so far. Bam showed some promising moments, so that's that's encouraging. But um, yeah, I don't know. It really is just sort of and like they can't leave this too long. They can't keep this up for too much longer because then they actually have a hole to dig this, themselves out of, you know, later in the season. Because um, obviously the potential for this team, I think out east is a conference final team. Um, pretty pretty easily so you know yeah they need to start playing like it sooner rather than later see what you said there about them playing kind of lazy doesn't really light up here because i think there's something else going on but i don't know what it is because their pace is much higher this year than it was last year they were 27th in pace last year they are 19th this year that is the 11th largest difference in terms of pace from last year to this year. This is as of a couple of days ago. I did the stat a few days ago because like, I had to make a spreadsheet for it. But um, that's the 11th highest difference. But let me tell you the teams that have a higher difference. And with all these teams I'm about to tell you, you can kind of explain it. So the Pelicans have a massive difference in terms of their pace. They were 20... Sorry, they were second last year. They're 24th this year. You get that with Steven Adams and Zion kind of being more of a focal point. The Clippers is a weird one, actually. I don't know why their pace has slowed down as much as it has. They're 20 spots lower this year for some reason. Uh, the Suns, I kind of get it because of their turnover. The Sixers, I get it because of, new co- because of a new coach. The Bulls, new coach. The Thunder, lot of turnover. The Warriors, having Steph back. The Kings, the Hawks, the Hornets, then the Heat. And I do not understand why their pace has changed so much when there feels like there shouldn't be any reason for it. Yeah, I yeah, I actually can't answer that. Uh, I don't know. Um, I guess Jimmy isn't controlling the ball so much, so maybe they're just get it, trying to get up and down a bit quicker. Um, does pace <laughs> include getting back on defense? Because with the amount of turnovers they're throwing, that doesn't surprise me. Um, no, I believe that would be the other team's pace. <laughs> yeah. 
Cool. I mean, if they're ending possessions quickly by throwing it over in the first five seconds, does that count? Because, <laughs> goddamn, um, that actually does. I don't know. I think, I think just <laughs> that legitimately could be a reason why it's so fast. They cannot hold on to the goddamn ball. They're throwing like twenty turnovers a game at the moment, um, and not getting back on defense to stop any of the points. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think the pace. I don't know. The pace is weird. I guess. No Jimmy, no, not a lot of Iggy, a bit more Kendrick Nunn. They're sort of Tyler Hero is the point guard too, so he's probably a bit more paces uh, for them out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think the pace is the problem. I just really think they need to wake up sooner rather than later. I think Tyler Hero actually, we'll talk about this a little bit later in terms of my top stats of the week, but I think Tyler Hero is actually one of the fastest players of the NBA this season. Um, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. I think he's like. I would say he was like second or something. I could check that later, but he, he's he's like in the top ten. I'm pretty sure, at least. Um, but yeah, so I don't really get it. I think it. I I agree with you. I think it is just a matter of they need to wake up. But as opposed to you know how I was thinking with the Nuggets, they need to wake up soon, like really, mm. really soon. Seven and twelve is a rough, rough start. Like the Nuggets never felt. Uh, the Nuggets went one and four to start the season, but then they slowly worked their way back up to five hundred. This does not feel like a position where you could slowly work your way back up to 500. You need to go on a five-game winning streak. Uh, yeah, and with Jimmy back, I think that's there is potential for that. It's I don't possible. know. Where are, they're currently they're only a game and a half behind the eighth seed right now. Like they're not that far away. They're only the right now. That uh, eighth seed is the Hornets. Uh, is tied with the Knicks for, and they're nine and eleven at the moment. The Cavs yeah. are nine and ten. You know, it's only a few games away. I think, I think if the Nuggets were in this position, they'd have to, they'd be in real trouble. I think out west, you can't afford to dig this type of hole. Uh, out east, I think there's loads of chances, especially with this team, to snap off. You know, you're right, a five game winning streak. Um, yeah, but the I next am five games are against the Hornets, the Wizards twice, and the Knicks twice. I think you could win four of those. If we lose either of those Wizards games, I will be furious. Just so you know. <laughs> Um, and I will be <laughs> making a separate episode about it. No, I won't. But, um, Can. yeah, I'll, I, do it. <laughs> I'll let it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I surely with Jimmy back, this is the sort of, all right, let's get it going moment, yeah. um, for the heat. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. All right. Yeah. Uh, now speaking of one, one of the teams we just talked about, uh, the Hornets are our last team that we're talking about here. Um, now Dylan, do you want to take us away here? Uh, my big question is: Is this the perfect season for the Hornets? Like, I didn't, I didn't think the Hornets were going to be this good at all. They're actually like a pretty decent team. Um, like, they're just in the perfect position right now. Like, they have a young core with Lamelo, PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, uh, Devonte Graham, Terry Rozier, if you want to count him. Uh, they've got pretty tradable contracts like Zeller, who's they've got a couple Zeller, uh, Rozier, who are both making eighteen. Yeah, that's pretty movable. And um, Hayward looks half worth his money right now. He looks about 85% worth of a max contract, which is better than I and a lot of people thought he was going to look. Like he's averaging career high in a lot of stats right now, including True. points. Yep. Um, and, he's, and he's being really efficient at the moment, especially from three. I think he's like 44% from three or something. Um, and they have like, they have a decent defense right now. Like they're, they're 16th right now, but they could, you know, if they put in the clamps a couple extra possessions, they could be in the top 10. Like, and right now they're the eighth seed. So a lot of 
looking up for the Hornets and they're not even really trying, I feel like. To me, I disagree with you. I don't think this is a perfect season for the Hornets. In fact, I don't think they're having a good season in terms of what they should be doing. To me, this is a season where you need to still be tanking. I know that sounds weird because you got Gordon Hayward, you have Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham. Hasn't looked great, but he was good last season. Obviously, you've got LaMelo, but this feels like a year where you need to go get a high draft pick. And currently, they're in the playoffs. They are in that weird in-between position, and they are setting themselves up to be the Magic. That is a fair point. The draft pick... What are the draft pick situation? You would want a draft pick to go with LaMelo right now, it feels like. Um, All right, so uh, my stat here is currently... Gordon Hayward leads the team in usage percentage. That's not crazy. Terry Rozier is third, but LaMelo is second, and PJ Washington is fourth, which would cut it to me. That's like, it feels like LaMelo should be first. If you want to actually give the young guys reps, you should be giving the ball to LaMelo more. If you're trusting Gordon Hayward and Terry Rozier to be your one and three, you need to, you know, you need to go get more pieces to get them to be a better team. But what they should be doing is they should be giving those guys the ball less. Their usage percentages should be lower, and you should be trusting LaMelo and Devontae Graham and P.J. Washington. Yeah, they'll make a lot of mistakes. Yeah, they'll end up in the lottery, but at least you'll get a higher draft pick. And then next year, where you still have Gordon Hayward under contract, I'm pretty sure Terry Rozier is still under contract for a couple of years. That's when you make your run in the playoffs. I feel like they're going a year too early, and they're setting themselves up to just be middling. That is a fair point. Um, but, like, I don't feel like they're necessarily trying to be the ninth seed right now. Like, I feel like they've just sort of... Or the eighth seed, actually. But I feel like they've just sort of ended up in this position. Like, second second in usage rate for a rookie point guard is still a lot. Like, I, if you tell me that a team's top three usage players were Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, a rookie point guard, and Terry Rozier, I would have thought they're the 15th seed. Like, I don't feel like mm. anything they're doing is outwardly expressing we're trying to make the playoffs. I feel like they've just got a, a talented group that's just sort of ended up here. Um, I feel like they have room to make trades to possibly move down in the play in like the rankings, the standings, if they want to. Like they can trade Zeller, even though he hasn't played. They can trade Rozier at the moment. Um, even Gordon Hayward, if a team wanted to trade for him, I feel like they wouldn't say no if a package was there. I, I get what you're saying about getting another draft pick, and I think that is a smart idea, or a high draft pick, um, especially in this year's draft. But I don't know. I feel like they haven't sacrificed anything of their future to end up here. They just sort of have. Like, they just have a quality team. I guess. I don't know. I feel like they should be more concerned in tanking. I, I guess. I know they've kind of lucked into this position, but... I think they need to unlock out of the position. <laughs> uh, they, they, you know, you're right. If they wanted to, if they wanted to drop a top draft pick, they'd have to actively work for it now. You know, they're not just yeah. one of the worst teams. They'd have to become one of the worst teams. But like, it wouldn't even be that hard because you just use Lamelo more. You use PJ Washington as your second most prominent player and use Devontae Graham as maybe your fourth. You still give Gordon Hayward third so he doesn't get angry. But, um, yeah, yeah. you you give LaMelo the ball more and you're going to see a lot of turnovers because that's what happens with rookie point guards and the offense will fall apart. That's kind of all you need to do if you want a high draft pick. 
You just let I the, mean, the offense o- fall apart. And if it doesn't, that's great for you in a sense because now LaMelo is now your star, weirdly. <laughs> well, the offense already isn't great. Like, I think they're 23rd in offense or something. They're not a great offensive team. But they're like, getting heaps of turnovers and just awful passes and just bad... Uh, you know, I thought I think their play is still kind of solid. I just feel like they're not hitting that many shots. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like they, I feel like they could stay the course. I don't know. I f- they could trade some of these players to move up in the draft if they wanted to. I feel like Rozier um, could move up. Sense. Could help yeah. them move up. If they wanted to move Hayward after, you know, get maximum return for Hayward, potentially, um, some team might Trying put to together a max for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I the Bulls could that. potentially be interested. I don't hate that at all, no. Um, Cody Zeller's making money. He's making 18. He's on the expiring. So that could be a team looking for salary relief, maybe with a pick. Um, I don't know. Malik Monk has some potentially some team might swing on him. There's just I don't know. It's weird situation for them because they're not trying to be really good, but they just are. Well, they're not really good, but they're good. They're um, better than expected. I, mean, I think I there was that's like for my sure. tenth seed. I think. Don't know. Yeah, I think tenth uh, or eleventh for me. I think yeah, not eighth. <laughs> no, and not eighth. Yeah, yeah. Right now they're twenty first in offense. Um, so. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they're doing everything that you'd want to see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had them as my 10th. You didn't have them in your top 10, but presumably 11th. Um, yeah. But yeah. So yeah, the, that's that's it for one big question. Anything else you want to add to any of the three teams we just spoke about? Or you want to throw something to another team really quick? Um, no, I think that's it for these three teams. I think next week we might just do the best of the, do the rest of the teams so we can start doubling back. Maybe. I'll just put that out there. Okay. I I could see that because I was thinking like, uh, we're running low on teams that we really won't talk about. No offense to any of the teams that we haven't spoken about yet. but like, <laughs> Except for the them... Magic. Yeah, all offense intended Fourth. to the Magic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's just, stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let's get to our top three stats of the week. All right, so my number three stat here today is a weird one because I couldn't find a whole lot of great stats from the past week. So I have a very, very stupid, very specific stat for you here. LeBron James love it. put up 34, six point, uh, sorry, 34.6 rebounds, six assists against the 76ers. He has had 34.6 rebounds, six assists exactly uh, in three games. In his career. It has only been done 20 times, and LeBron is the only person to have ever done it more than once. That's my stat. It's about the stat line of 34-6-6. Wow. That is impressive. How you even think to make a stat out of that. Where did the inspiration for looking this come up? Because I I just just would have thought... (laughs) I just would have thought, oh yeah, there's been a million guys who put up 34-6-6. No, only 20 times since 1982. Wow, that's it. Because that seems just like a routine LeBron stat line, you know. It feels um, like it, yeah. So you just imagine other guys have done it at least a couple times. Yeah. Um, it's like the routine LeBron stat line to me is 27-7-7, but LeBron put up 34-6-6. Six, and six. I was like, hey, that reminds me of 27-7-7. Seven, seven. Maybe let's see <laughs> how many times people have done 34-6-6. Six, six. Yeah. 
Isn't it true that his career he's never put up a game with his career averages? I don't know. Like he's never he's never put up a twenty seven, seven and seven game. Like oh, I have to check that now. Alright, give me a second. I'm pretty sure yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a stat. LeBron James. So this is I'm searching via stat muse here with exactly twenty seven points. Exactly seven rebounds. Exactly seven assists. No results. There you go. Let me see. Let me see if I entered that correctly, however. Let's see if I could find someone else who has done that stat line. Yeah, so his career averages are 27, 7.4, and 7.4. 1.6 steals, 0.8 blocks, 3.5 turnovers. So... Yeah, I I feel like I've seen that go around that he's never he's never actually put up a twenty seven seven and seven game. Okay, which I've is great for 20, people who I've love got, averages. There's actually a lot of twenty seven seven and seven games. Let's say since two thousand, that should hopefully cover all of LeBron's, if he has any. He does not, at all. You were right. Wow. Okay. There you go. Even better stat. Yeah. Um, do you want the list of the guys who have done it since two thousand? Is there a lot? Twenty <laughs> five. Uh, go to the top five. Uh, the <laughs> five most recent? The, wait, go to the top three guys who have done it the most, if that's possible. Uh, I could potentially do that. Here we go. Um, <laughs> no one has done it more than once. Oh, wow. There you go. Oh, no, hang on. Russell Westbrook. Only person to have yeah, done yeah, it more yeah. than once. He's done it twice. Shut up, Russ. Um, Metal War Peace. Actually, on Metal War Peace, he changed his name again. <laughs> on Passport Reference. No, like or- last year, he changed his name again. Oh, is it Panda Friend? Or was that a couple years ago? I don't know. His name is now Meta Sandiford Artes. So Sandiford is his wife's last name, I think. Or wife's maiden name. So he's oh. kept Meta as his first name, reverted Artes to his uh, surname, and also taken his wife's surname along with that. I mean, I cool. did not know that. There you go. Cool, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's get to a less weird stat, because that was a weird stat, a weird tangent there. Uh, most recent guy to have done 27777, by the way, is James Harden. But okay. um, now I want to do a little quiz with you here because I have, I discovered this on the NBA subreddit. Someone posted a link to nba.com slash stats where you could see the 10 slowest players in the NBA, or you could see all the slowest players in the NBA, like ranked. And I want you to give me a rough guess of the top 10. And I'll give you a hint here. Think old not trying or injured. Or injured. Or injured. Or coming off injuries, sort of thing. Coming off Okay. All right. Okay. You might have to give me a sec here to... Is Mike Codley one of them? Mike Codley is not one of them. Okay. He's not even in the top, like, 30. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. He's a quick guy. Um... Now, four of these guys <laughs> Wait, were on the same Jonas team. Jonas Valanciunas. Is not one of them. So four of these guys really? were on the same team, and three of them are on the same team as well. So part of it is pace, and think stars as well. There's a lot of stars on this list, or former stars as well. Okay. Also, is just random. Is Kyle Anderson on there? Slowbo. <sighs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, he's I'm not in the top ten. The, he's not in the top ten. He's probably oh. not even in the oh, top well, fifty. Okay. Um. Well, Jonas Valanciunas is like. 30-something, I think. Oh, actually, more like 40-something. 
What the hell? How are they calculating slow? So it's like distance travelled, or time distance over time, sort of thing. So distance travelled so over time. So it's so think about time. guys who like will regularly walk up the court or walk back on defense. Those are the guys ah, who are okay. slow. Okay, is Harden one of them? Harden is third. Yes. Okay, is LeBron one of them? LeBron is first, slowest player in the NBA. LeBron James. Where? Okay. In between them uh, is uh, is a guy who was a star. He's a bit old and washed now. He's had some injuries as well in the last couple of years. Bigger guy as well. Bigger guy. Injured. Marcus Gasol. <laughs> Marcus Gasol is uh, eighth. No, sorry, seventh. But not who seventh. I was talking about, but still seventh. Um, teammate of LeBron and Marcus Gasol. Not, oh. Also not this guy, but behind Marcus Gasol. Oh, uh, Harold? No. Or Davis? Davis. Eighth, eighth slowest player in the NBA, Anthony Davis. Really? Wow, yep. this is strange to me. Um, okay, is Kawhi also one of them? He is not. There's no, there is no uh, Clippers on this list. Um, here, I'll give, I'll give you a team for the number, for the second rank guy, the Pistons. Oh, Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin, yes. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And remember, you said James Harden. Three teammates, or former teammates now, of James Harden are also on this list. So part of it is pace. Okay, so the Rockets. So PJ Tucker? No. As Like, so Rockets players? Yeah, Rockets players. Like, oh, is Chris Paul one of them? No. No, no, no sorry. From from this season. They, were all, they are currently on the Rockets. Oh, right. Uh, John Wall. John Wall, 10th right. slowest player in the NBA from probably one of the what? fastest a couple of years ago. This Well, this isn't speed. This is like... This is distance traveled over time. So slowest in terms of like taking the most time to travel up and down the court this season. Is it though? Because it's playing... They're using time as playing time, right? Yeah. So maybe he's just standing still a lot rather than being slow. Okay, so I've got to think about people who stand still. <laughs> uh, so, okay, so like, oh, Demarcus, what, what did Demarcus he Cousins? Hit? Demarcus Cousins is there? He is fifth. Um, fifth. Is but what is he? Is like John Wall takes three point seven three minutes per mile. I think is that is what it's saying here. So per mile traveled on the court takes three point seven three minutes for John Wall, partially because he's walking up the court or he's right. standing still a little bit. <laughs> Right, okay. Uh, so, another, uh, another teammate? Another teammate. Uh, who's on the Rockets? <laughs> Wall, Wall, Cousins, Christian Wood? No, not Christian Wood. No. And not PJ Tucker. Who else was on the team? <laughs> Averages 29 minutes a game, almost. So Small forward? Guy. Eh, guard forward. David Nawaba? No, no. All right, I'll just give it. I'll, I'll give this one <laughs> to you. Say. Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. Oh, Eric Gordon. I forgot about him. Not going to lie. Right. <laughs> Last two here. So this is number six. So current teammate of James Harden. Think about the slowest guy in the Nets. DeAndre Jordan. Yep. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan. Okay. And number cool. nine here. Think old. Just old. Old. Okay. Who's the oldest guy in the league? Uh, Maybe not the oldest guy in the league, but he's probably in the top five. Uh, JJ Redick. <laughs> no, younger, older than LeBron though. Carmelo. 
mellow. Yes, ninth slowest yeah. player of the year. Man, that one actually makes a lot of sense. But yeah, it, that makes that's sense. kind of more based on like pace. Like if guys are walking back on defense, that hurts their stats. If guys yeah. are you know running a slow offensive set, that hurts their stats. Like Jokic, who's commonly thought of as one of the slowest guys in the league, is about twenty something on that list. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's different from, like, actual athletic speed. Yeah, this is not foot speed. This is definitely not yeah. foot speed. I'm sure John Wall and this LeBron would be much, much, much higher. Oh, um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, game speed. I was going to say, that stopped me. That stopped me a bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, my final stat here is I haven't written it in the document just because I think it's really funny and I want you to see it. Um, I want you to hear it fresh. So this was... Uh, inspired by a tweet from World Wide Web. I'll tell you what the tweet was afterwards, but here's my stat. So Andrew Wiggins had a very good game um, uh, while on the Warriors against the Timberwolves on Tuesday, finishing with a game high plus 22 plus minus, which is his second best plus minus while playing for the Warriors. However, in his rookie season, he, he had a game against the Warriors where he was a game low minus 24. Meaning his second most impactful game for the Warriors was actually in his rookie season while he was on the Timberwolves. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so so that is, was... is almost more helpful not being on the team. That's tough. <laughs> yes, yes. His, his highest plus minus, as of when I found this stat, was a plus 27 uh, while on the Warriors. So his second highest plus minus for the Warriors was actually a minus 24 while on the Wolves against the Warriors. Um, <laughs> and that was inspired by a tweet from Worldwide Wolf who said, Andrew Wiggins torturing the Timberwolves. Finally, some normalcy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good stat. I like that a lot. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure that exists for a lot of guys, but I just think it's really funny because it's Wiggins. I was going to say, it's just poetic with Wiggins. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's a, that's a good stat. <laughs> oh, it's tough to see, though. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'd be interested to see, um, like, guys against their, you know, like, got, what what are Westbrook's stats against the Thunder? Like, what are his plus minuses? You know, obviously, he'd have some massive highs while he's on the Thunder, but also some pretty big lows uh, playing against them, I'm sure. Um, for, for a few seconds, I could find that for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a few guys like that. I wonder if LeBron. Well, LeBron probably wouldn't have had ever had a stinker against the Heat or anything like that. Um, maybe Melo or something. But yeah, there's yeah. Bagging on Wiggins is always a bit of fun. Um, I don't know. Is he having a decent season so far? I've kind of forgotten about him, He's as fine. I think most people have. Uh, He's averaging Russell 17 Westbrook, a game. Russell Westbrook's only played three games against the Thunder. I guess, I guess that, makes, that sense. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a minus 13, a minus 13, and a plus 19. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that ranks anywhere. Um, for his thunder highs, I'd imagine. Is this no. his second season away from the thunder? I think Is that so. right? Yeah, it feels like he he's been ro- longer. It feels like he's been yeah. way longer. But yeah. No, he was just on the Rockets last year, and then he was the thunder the year before. It just felt like it was different, because that was the Paul George thunder as well. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, right. that's a good start. Everybody's like that. Thank you. All right, let's get to your top plus minus of the week. So, I don't know. There was, I'm kind of with you. There wasn't a lot to go off this week. Um, so, for my number three, it's just kind of a, 
a bunch of notable, you know, plus minuses. You know, a big clump of a big clump at number three. So first off, we've got Wesley Matthews, who had zero points, three rebounds, and was over three from three, but was still a plus eleven in sixteen minutes versus the Cavs. That's solid. So, solid. What, whatever he was doing out there, he was doing well. Um, he was probably but it wasn't with LeBron. Yeah, for sure. Well. <laughs> um, second, we've got Sterling Brown, uh, who plays for the Rockets. He was a plus twenty-two in fifteen minutes versus the Wizards. You know, a guy that we. Haven't heard from it a little bit. Was on the Bucks uh, previously. Now the Rockets had a good had a good plus minus game. Um, then we had Miles Bridges, who was a minus thirty in twenty five minutes versus the Pacers. Eee, that is <laughs> rough. <laughs> How much did they lose uh, that game by? I don't think it was that much. I think <laughs> no. it was like fifteen. Yeah, uh, somehow worse. Yeah, it makes it worse. Uh, what was the final game score? No, that was yesterday. Couldn't have been then. Uh, I think they played yesterday as well, but it was the game before that. Uh, I can't find it. I think it was like okay, 10 points fine. or something. It was like 15 points or something. Right. Um, and then last one for number three, we got D Rose with a minus 28 in 18 minutes versus the Cavs, which is Why does also... that not surprise me? <laughs> I don't know. Is, what's, is D Rose having a good season? Uh, like He was sort of hyped up last year as being a potential trade guy. For a contender, but I know I haven't heard much talk about that this so, so I've far heard this season. the Knicks are interested in it, but then again, the Knicks we are did have always interested in. Yeah, we did have recent discussion. Um, I don't know. I, I'd never feel like I'd see him back in New York. His time with New York seemed kind of weird. Uh, like he never really actually wanted to be there. Um, yeah, he's averaging back fourteen. With back with Tibbs as well. Back with Tibbs. I guess he does like Tibbs. Um, so yeah, that, that's collectively that's my number three. For, for this week. Uh, for number two, we got Patty Mills, who's, you know, I'm going to keep going this six man of the year hype train all the way to the end, baby. I'm with it. I'm with uh, it. Um, yeah, I'm holding holding position, holding the stocks. What's the catchphrase of the Wall Street thing at the moment? Hold the wall. Hold the, hold the wall. Hold the line. Hold the line. Yeah. I'm, I'm holding the line with That's Patty it. Mills as six man of the year. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was plus 29 in 20 minutes versus the Wizards, and he had 21 points. So, you That's know, a just, great line. <laughs> Paddy being effective, you know, yep. obviously gets the Wizards. He's got plenty of opportunities to shine there, um, get his shots, and he made full advantage of it. And then for number one, this is actually pretty impressive. This is up there for some of my favorites of the year. Um, Chetty Osman was a minus 37 in 17 minutes versus the Celtics. What? Yeah, and it was because Jalen Brown absolutely cooked his ass. Uh, Jalen had 33 points in 19 minutes, an NBA record, uh, and was plus 31. Yeah, and and also all the all the Celtics starting five were at least plus 30. Jeez, oh, you don't have to kill the man like that though. Minus <laughs> 37 in 17 minutes. Yeah, every minute he was on the court, they got outscored by over two points. That's very tough. Those are the kinds <laughs> of numbers I come up with in my head when I'm like, okay, this team could blow this lead if they give up two points a minute for the next 12 minutes sort of thing. That's yeah. what happens in my head. And that is just that. Yeah, it was Jalen. I think, yeah, Jalen set a record for um, Most least amount of minutes. Under 20 minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's right. Or yeah. something like that. Um, yeah, or maybe quickest to 30 or something like that. I'm By the way, sure. that wasn't one of my stats because we had almost the exact same stat with Jalen Brown a few weeks ago or a very, very similar yeah. stat. Yeah, he, has, he goes off. 
the spurts Jalen does this season. It's it's great to see. Um, yeah. But yeah, number one, Chetty getting absolutely cooked. Yeah. Well, that's rough. Um, good, <laughs> good plus minuses there, though. I'm, I'm all in on the Paddy Mills one, but yeah. Oh, it, I, your segment feels mean at times. Then again, so does mine when I pick you on Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm, I'm actively picking on people who just had a dog shit game. <laughs> like yeah. that's actually my my uh, my my segment. So yeah, Jenny's a decent player too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. He's definitely a guy. All right, um, let's get to our weekly Baywatch. So Sadiq Bay, rough week, rough week. Mm. He's he's had a couple of rough weeks now, actually. Yeah, he's come yeah, back he's... down to earth. It's a shame, but you know, he's he's hit a rookie slump. Every rookie hits a Exa- slump. Exactly. Alright, so exactly. his stat lines here, um, against the Sixers earlier this week. He only played eight minutes. He had three boards. That's it. I mean he, he missed both his mm. threes. He he's definitely coming back down to earth on three point shooting because he was a chucker and he was hitting them, and that was really good for him. But now that he's come back down to earth, it's really not helpful. He was a minus ten. Which isn't the worst thing in the world, because, you know, they're the Pistons against the Sixers. Yeah, pro- yeah, I, think, I think it was garbage time, too. Eight minutes, you know. Just go out yeah. there. Whatever. Um, then, 19 minutes. Seven points, two rebounds, two assists, one for three from three against the Cavs. That's fine. That's just that's a perfectly fine stat line. I have no that is, problem with good. that. Exactly. That's a perfectly good stat line. Yes. Uh, did not play versus the Lakers. Do we know why that was? Was it a coach's decision sort of thing? Um, I do not know why it could potentially have been coach's decision. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. And just earlier today, uh, 15 minutes, two points, two boards, one assist, one for four on threes. Wait, one for four on the field, from the field, um, and 0 for three on threes versus the Warriors in, how much did they lose by? Uh... Um... It was just today. So. 27. They lost by 27. Yeah. So, Kill. I don't know. He's not the one to blame for that. Um, the Warriors just outplayed them. It's it's fine, I guess. It's not a good stat line, but he's a rookie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's definitely hit his rookie slot. But you know what? I've, I'm confident that he'll he'll come back and be the chucker that we saw earlier. Yeah. And early, an and early rookie slump is helpful for an all-rookie second-team selection. Because... <laughs> going to look good just as the season is ending. Um, exactly. Do you think he's potentially challenging for all-rookie first? Maybe? Um, I mean, it feels highly like it's unlikely. Edwards, Wiseman, um, LaMelo, Halliburton. Who who would you say your fifth is? Oh, gosh. Um, I'm not even sure. I'd have to go and look at it. Who's Yeah, yeah who's a rookie? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Rookies. I don't know. I'd have to look at it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, rough rough week from Sadiq Bay. Hopefully next week picks it up a little bit. Um, anything you want to add to that? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Hopefully, yeah. To... Hopefully, hopefully Sadiq picks it up. Okay. Uh, let's get to our League Pass games. A few games coming up this uh, coming up this week that we think might be worth watching. I'll get us started here because if you catch this podcast early enough, you can 
tune in for Nets at Wizards on Monday the 1st. Um, obviously, it's the Wizards. They're not going to win. So it's not going to be a particularly competitive game, I don't think. But this will be the first time that we've seen KD play against Harden and Russell Westbrook. Oh, KD and Harden play against Russell Westbrook. Obviously, he didn't play against Harden and Russ last year because he was injured. So it's the first time the three of them have been on the court since KD left OKC a few years ago. So this could be a cool matchup. It could be cool seeing Russ maybe, you know, going after his two former teammates who have potentially burned him a bit. Oh, I think Russ is going to be absolutely fired up for this game. I think he's going to be... If I can predict a stat line quickly, I feel like he's going to be... He's going to have like 20, 10 and 10 and shoot like 36% from the field. Um, I'm going to go 32, 17 rebounds, 13 assists, but he's going to shoot 35% from the field. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be... He's going to be Russ. We'll just say that <laughs> yeah. much. But um, yeah, that, that's... A, that's a fun one to uh, to see, yeah, for sure. All right, you want to get to your first game here? Uh, my first one is Knicks at Bulls on uh, Tuesday. And also they play again on Thursday for the fourth, so a bit of a two-for-one there. Um, bit of a weird selection, but both teams have been fun. Both teams have potential all-stars. Um, in Randall for the Knicks and maybe RJ Barrett, probably not. And uh, Zach Levine for the Bulls. Um and plus, this has some playoff implications potentially, uh, in terms of um, head-to-head matchups, and you know the the Bulls aren't too far away at the moment. Um, I think they're twelfth or something, but you know they could move up. So um, into the play-in potentially. So yeah, that's uh, that's my first game. Yeah, a fun matchup from two teams we didn't you know expect to be particularly good, and have both been decent. So yeah, I think it'll be a fun matchup there. Um, my second game here is. Pistons at Nuggets are also on Tuesday the second. Uh, so Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumlee's return to Denver. So I don't know. Can, question: Can an organization have a revenge game, or or are they only players that are allowed to have revenge games? No. Well, no. I think the organization can. I think that's there's potential for that, especially okay, so in this, this matchup. Could be a revenge game on Jeremy Grant. Obviously, the Nuggets offered him the same money that the Pistons did. He left for a number of reasons. Obviously, he wanted to be the first option. And he has been, and he's looked very, very good this season. He's my pick for most improved player. Um, And yeah, like I said, uh, last week he wanted to play for a black GM and black coach. Fair enough. Uh, But yeah, so this could be potentially a revenge game for the Nuggets and Jeremy Grant, but Mason Plumlee could have a revenge game on the Nuggets, because I don't know if they offered him a contract, and I want to see Mason Plumlee revenge game. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly the weakest revenge slate in NBA history. Yeah. Um, Trevor Grant and Mason Plumley revenge games. <laughs> um, I think my, I don't but, think Mason Plumley has a vengeful bone in his body. I don't think so. I think he might be the <laughs> nicest person on earth. But um, yeah, I, a, a fun matchup. I, I don't yeah. think it's going to be a close game. Uh, but interesting, interesting ties there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mason. I'm, I'm going to predict twelve and ten for Mason Plumley with <laughs> one reverse dunk. <laughs> One, oh, he must be averaging at least one reverse dunk a game. It's, oh, I wish, it's I, his signature move. I hope that's a stat, and I'm going to find it if it is. <laughs> is that the... Is that the... Hang on, how am I trying to phrase this? Is he the worst player to have a signature move in NBA Maybe. history? Maybe. Because, like, it, it's it's his signature move, right? Yeah, I, I like, think a reverse the, dunk is basically his signature move. He's just for sure. over the head, put it back yeah. onto the rib. 
<laughs> I don't know. My mind goes to... The weird thing is, my mind goes to Jason Williams. And, like, statistically, Jason Williams wasn't particularly good. That is true. He's, he's kind of a bit overrated, um, just sort of with the mixtape culture at the moment. But... Um, Would I rather have Jason Williams or Mason Podley? That's a... <laughs> Probably Jason Williams still. Probably Jason yeah. Williams, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Maybe. He's definitely in the running. He's yeah. definitely in the running. Uh, my second game is Clippers at Nets uh, Wednesday. Um, just a good all-round matchup, you know? There could be some... Maybe, you know, potentially a finals uh, yeah, preview yeah. here. Not out of the... Not out of the... Realm of possibility. Know. Exactly. Um and plus, you know, if all if the big three plays against PG and Kawhi, that's you know, that's just a star-studded event. So that is just a good really game cool, to watch. Actually. Yeah. yeah, five All NBA kind of guys, three mm, yes. MVP caliber kind of guys, maybe four. Depends what you think of Paul George. Um, but yeah, I yeah, I think that's a great matchup. I didn't even think of that. Kyrie, um, not an MVP caliber guy. Uh, not to me, but he's up know. there. I feel like I feel like he had a chance. Okay. Not now, but he right, had a chance. No, in the let's past. say it. Let's say it to hype up this game. Five MVP caliber players, <laughs> two of whom exactly. have MVPs. One guy has two finals MVPs. I mean, one actually, two guys have two finals MVPs, and yeah, all the other guys have potential for all of those awards. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> massive, massive. Matchup. Basically, this is the greatest game that's ever happened at the NBA. Exactly. You must watch yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, and my final game here is uh, actually no. Do you do you want to do yours first? Because mine chronologically is the last game. Okay, so on Friday, uh, Warriors at Mavs. Um, Steph versus Luca. I'm excited to see that. Um, obviously, the Mavs haven't been great. I think they've lost five in a row now. But, you know, a bit of time to pick it back up for what should be a fun game against the Warriors. You know, Steph, I feel like... <clears throat> I feel like Steph could potentially pass the torch to Luca as the, you know, as the leader of the West Guards, if that's a thing. Mm. Um, eh... Okay. What do you think? Well, I mean, do you, I kind of think of LeBron as a point guard. It's like, I, don't know, I feel like no torches can be passed in the league until LeBron has passed on. I feel like LeBron has like four or five torches to pass and he hasn't really. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't feel like <laughs> he's just going to drop them at the door when he leaves. And so it'll be a mad scramble for someone to pick them up. Um, yeah. yeah, so I don't know. Just, it'll, it'll just be a fun game. Steph first. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so as well. Two teams that have kind of struggled more than we expected them to. So, yeah, um, I think it'll yeah. be a fun matchup as well. Um, and my final game here is Spurs at Rockets on Sunday the 7th. Because why not? You know, I, I constantly, you know, we constantly try to pick, like, games with really high playoff implications or, like, revenge games or, you know, really star-studded games. Why not just a good, solid basketball game from two teams that play decently and play defense. Because the Rockets' defense has been really good since James Harden was traded. Obviously, Victor Oladipo, John Wall, is a very good defensive backcourt. You know, DeJounte Murray, very good defensive player. A lot of good defenders around. I just think this would be a good, solid basketball game. I don't see either of these teams matching up in the playoffs or even maybe in the play-in. Maybe. I don't know. I just think this game means nothing except... It's a good basketball game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and who doesn't want to see that? <laughs> so <laughs> I like the I like the pick from me. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I mean, these are two like competent teams. The Rockets have won five in a row, and I think the Spurs were in the playoffs like a game or two ago. So like, god damn it, if the Spurs aren't here every single goddamn year, like yeah. somehow they're a good team. <laughs> like Demar Rose, like 
Uh, is anyone averaging 20 for the Spurs right now? It doesn't feel like I think like DeMar is averaging a lot, actually. I, th- I think DeMar DeRozan was averaging like 25 at one point. Oh, actually? Hang on. Let's have a look. Uh, I did not think it was that high. I'll be honest. I thought it was like 22. Uh, okay. It is... It's he's averaging like 19. Now. What? Is that, for, I'm looking at NBAstats.com slash stats. Okay, right. I'm looking at basketball reference. Maybe he just had a re- oh, he probably had a really bad game today, which dragged his numbers down. Yeah, he he's averaging nineteen point eight at the moment. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So there's not a there's not a twenty point scorer on this on this team. Uh, God damn it, if they're still not in the playoff hunt. So uh, through the first, okay, never mind. Uh, he just had a lot of high. <laughs> he's had a lot of high scoring games, a lot of really low scoring games this season. Like his first ten games, 28, 27, 8. 23, 23, 19, 6, 19, 38. And he had five today. Yeah. He's had, so, yeah, he's had a weird number of single-digit scoring games. Really up and down. I wonder what his wins and losses are in that in those games. But um, um, I can tell you that right now. So one loss, uh, one win, one, another win. What, did the, what happened today? Did they win or lose? They lost. Okay, they're two and two then. Um. So yeah. 500 when he doesn't score double digits. God damn it, I hate the Spurs. Why are they so good all the time? <laughs> Why are they just so decent always? Actually, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight uh, 10-point scorers on this That's team. That's crazy. <laughs> so there's their, there's their offense. Marcus Aldridge yeah. is averaging 14 points a game. That's it. <laughs> That's mental. And he shoot, he's shooting 1.2 free throws a game. XD. That's hilarious. <laughs> he gets fouled once every second game. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, look forward to Spurs Rockets, a game where Dylan will just constantly be sighing because he's like, why is this game fine? Yeah. Why is this game perfectly okay? Like, <laughs> I guess the Rockets are fun to oh. watch for now. But, um, yeah. yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Okay, let's get to our final segment here with our over-under of the coming week. So, obviously we didn't do an episode last week, so we'll be bringing up that that over-under now. So, two weeks ago, Dylan set the line of James Harden averaging 11.5 assists per game for that week, so two weeks ago. And he did. He averaged exactly 11.5. We both took the under, but it ends up being a draw either way. So, Dylan, you now have two wins, one loss, one draw. I have one win, two losses, and one draw. Uh, It's my turn to set the line here. So, my line here is Miami Heat turnovers per game next week. So, they're currently averaging... Actually, as of when I found this the other day, they were averaging 16.6. That might have gone... That that would have changed by now, but probably not too much. Um, I can shake if you want. uh, Yeah, go for it. Um, but currently on the stats page. They're playing the Hornets uh, and then the Wizards twice. So they're at 17.2 now. 17.2. All right. So the line is 14 and a half turnovers per game against the Hornets and the Wizards twice. Who's picking first? You want me to pick first? I'll pick first here. I'm going okay. to take the under. I think... Oh. I think That's they... A- manage it. I just think they're playing against really poor competition. They've had a couple games where they managed to stay with pretty low turnovers. I think they'll have bad turnovers in one of these games, but they'll be decent in the other two. 
Oh, I'm taking the easy over on this. Easy over? Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like they'll win these games, but I don't know what the turnover situation will be like. I guess Jimmy doesn't turn it over a whole lot. He'll probably settle it down a bit. I don't know if it drops three whole turnovers, though. Or two and a half, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, three well, three to get the under, so yep. yeah. Three to um, get the under. Nah, man, I'm going the over. <laughs> so, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I feel well, like there's like easily season, a world. It's huh? not like their season average has to drop by that much. That's ridiculous. But no, like just their average over the. Oh, that is true. That is true. I don't know. I feel like it could still get worse than what it is. <laughs> yeah, I um, can see that. So, and, yeah, I don't know. I'll go the over though. Okay. I, I have faith that you win. I'm rooting for you, but I think I'm going to win. Okay, yeah. I'm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think you're going to win, but I'm rooting for myself as well, so. <laughs> Let's go, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, that's just about everything. Do you have anything else you want to add on anything we've spoken about? Uh, no, I think that's it. All right. Well, if you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a like on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating or review. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at StatStuffers or Instagram at Stat underscore Stuffers. You can email us at StatStuffers5 at gmail.com. Other than that, thank you for listening to this very long episode. (laughs) Peace. (laughs)